0: Namaste, and welcome to another Trigger Proof Transmission. It is wonderful to be back. It feels like forever. And I really was inspired this time to return from my little absence doing my eight part series. And I felt really inspired to share number six, sign. Sign number six that you're pushing away love this whole conversation was inspired of course when working with our clients and when I start to see patterns it gets me thinking patterns of conflict that keeps coming up patterns of triggers emotional triggers that happen in relationships and when I see patterns coming up I think okay so how can I take what I've been getting working with people who are struggling in relationship limbo should i stay or should i go is this relationship right for me or they're still kind of emotionally broken feeling emotionally broken after a breakup kind of at this rock bottom and not able to get past their past they come in and we start to unpack and we start to really see how they've been showing up in the world of love and so it becomes a very uncomfortable Uh, yet important look at ourselves and it's not to blame us or it's not to blame or shame but it's to get information it's so that we can look at the feedback from our environment and really understand our part in the dynamic that the way that we've been showing up as either giving us producing amazing results in relationships, certain things, and certain things that we're contributing is not producing amazing results. So the people we work with in our programs all have one thing in common, is that they now want to start taking responsibility for how they show up in a dynamic. In a world where, let's face it, everybody else wants to point fingers and blame other people. The blame thing is huge in the realm of relationships. And this community is is about a completely different conversation than the blame game. The conversation isn't about, oh, let's diagnose our partner. Let's justify all of, you know, my misery by saying this is what they did and consistently pointing fingers outside of ourselves. This community is called trigger proof. It means taking responsibility for the nervous system activations that naturally will come up in a relationship dynamic and then really finding out what it's really about and healing those attachment wounds and taking responsibility for our part in the relationship. And there's been a whole bunch of new people that have jumped into this group. And some people who don't know who haven't really been following my work very long to really understand the foundation of it and there's been a few kind of uh, conflicts which is totally okay if, if there's a conflict going on but the conflict usually has to do with the perception that I'm blaming victims and I want to I want to start by really busting that myth <clears throat> right out of the water This is a very rare conversation these days that you're a part of right now. You might listen to this conversation and go, "Eh, this conversation, this is not my people. (laughs) I'm out of here. And that's fine. You're welcome to cancel, you know. Or if this is... This is something that you find relevant. It resonates with you. It supports some of your beliefs and it also hopefully challenges some of the things that you've believed to be true. That's the only way we can grow. If you give me permission to both support some of your beliefs and challenge some of them, for what purpose? For the purpose of creating a secure relationship. The people who you will argue a lot with me, when you take a look, I don't find the people who are arguing with me people who are in a safe and secure relationship. The people who argue with 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 my, uh, and have take great exception and criticize some of the points that I make have one thing in common when I really dig dig deep and that is that none of them are in really healthy, stable relationships. And I'm not making them wrong for that. I'm just saying, if you, can, if, if, if you can show me evidence that what I'm saying is not true based on your own life being in a secure relationship, I really, I'm all ears. Please show me. Please demonstrate. But if you're in a really shitty situation and I'm, I'm about to say something that really uh, triggers you or that really causes a great deal of upset within you, Uh, and you want to make me wrong for it, before you do, hit pause and look, are you in a healthy, stable, securely attached relationship? If you are, okay, well, I'm all ears. I'm a student of this. I don't claim to have it all figured out. I've just learned about how the nervous system uh, works in, uh, in normal situations and adaptive and abnormal situations, which we have to adapt to. So it's almost like predictable human behavior once we know what happens to the organism under stress. So I'm not about blaming. In fact, the work that I'm talking about and what we're talking about here in this conversation takes the takes the word blame and throws it out the window, and helps us realize while we're, he- while we're in the conversation of actually healing intergenerational trauma, which is really what this conversation is really about, stopping the cycle that you're in, that didn't start with you, and it didn't even start with your parents. But here you are in the midst of it, at the effect of it, through no fault of your own, and you've now entangled yourself in certain relationships and once things break down it's wise very wise for us if we have the intention to have a secure relationship and heal for us to take full ownership of how we got there and that usually has to do with our attachment traumas the relationship that you had with your primary caregivers with mom and dad whether they were absent present whether they were consistent inconsistent whether they were calm and relaxed or whether they were like emotional shit shows all the time has a very deep and profound impact on your physical and emotional well-being it is now confirmed that those who've had Childhood adverse events, especially with parents, uh, adoption, foster care, like trauma, those people have a highest incidence of chronic illness later on in life. So, this whole healthcare crisis. If we don't discuss this conversation of childhood trauma and childhood wounding and unhealed attachment wounds, if we don't have that conversation when we're talking about health, when we're talking about relationships, then we have no solution. Because if we just have the courage to take full ownership of the road that we got, went through to get to where we are, then there wouldn't be any blame game because there's nothing, there's no one to blame. This is not about blaming you. This is not about making your partner wrong. This is about helping you see how once you've take the responsibility, not blame, once you take the responsibility, what steps can I now take so that I can heal? I can get learn the art of vulnerability, learn the art of conflict management, learn the art of, you know, emotionally maturing. Why? Because whenever we get triggered, our wounded inner child, our child mind, our amygdala, our emotional brain takes over. That's why you feel so confident at work, but when it comes to relationships, you totally lose yourself, totally become a mess, totally start living out these old patterns like mom and, like you did with mom and dad. It's because of a nervous system that's been dysregulated. Hey, Kira. It's because of a nervous system that's been dysregulated that uh, doesn't have the wiring to be able to self-regulate. I have a three-month-old son, Dominic. He's absolutely gorgeous. But his emotions go from extreme elation to absolute bitter within 30 fucking seconds. It goes he has no ability to regulate his emotions now that i've understood neuroscience i understand that my job is to teach him how to regulate his emotions how to help him make sense of sadness how to help him make sense of grief how to help him make sense of joy and and all the different sensations that come up the way i was raised tell me if this is uh, if this resonates with you the way i was raised <clears throat> if i had emotions that were confronting to my parents, I was silenced. I was told don't cry. I was told don't say anything. I was sometimes even invalidated. So what happens is deep down inside as a child, I don't know how to interpret that. So what I'm going to do naturally is I'm going to conclude that my feelings and emotions are invalid, are not right, are, uh, are inappropriate. And what I'll do is then I will betray myself, I will abandon myself in service of fitting in and belonging and being good. And this pattern of abandonment, self abandonment and self betrayal continues in my relationships and starts to permeate all of the choices in partners that I make. It's not a conscious rational choice, it's a choice that comes deep within my body. So when we start to educate our clients as to exactly the 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 perfect storm that led you to choose the partner that you did even though you think you shouldn't have chosen that person and you made a mistake the perfect storm that had you unconsciously choosing the partner that you did when you did why you did and you fully understand and get that Something magical starts to happen. This judgment and blame and shame of yourself, this self-abandonment turns to compassion. Your anxiety starts to relax and you feel safer in your body. And this is how we transform people's relationships. Uh, Whether they're getting divorced, whether they are... uh, When you're now in that in-between and you want to kind of set a foundation for a secure relationship, okay, there are specific steps that you have to do and this is the thing that we take people through and becoming trigger-proof is the answer, is becoming emotionally bulletproof, learning how to regulate your nervous system so that you can then become responsive rather than reactive and now, be functional from the adult mind rather than having your child mind take over if you've ever noticed yourself acting like a child in relationships when you start to get into arguments and you don't feel heard or you don't feel seen you feel misunderstood and you start to stonewall and you start to act out and you start to uh you know rage you literally take take on this childlike state this is because in that moment of conflict, we regress and become little children. We are children trapped in adult bodies. And the only way to heal and change and create a secure attachment is to put down the magnifying glass, pick up a mirror and go inside and heal those primitive attachment traumas. That is the conversation that this is about. And so to to suggest that is very controversial for many people who just want to stay in that role of being hurt, stay in that role of of feeling like powerless. I was powerless. I was with him for 30 years and he controlled me. I was powerless. Oh. And so we hear this. And he was a narcissist, and, he was, and we hear all of these labels, and we hear it, and I get it. It was painful. But the real question you want to ask is, how can I heal this? How do I heal this? And this is the only conversation that I'm interested in. That's what this community is about. So it might not be for, for it's not like a support group where we just start bashing, uh, bashing uh, one another. Uh, it's about taking responsibility and our childlike self does not want to take responsibility, wants to put the responsibility on the other person. Why do I have to do the work? Why don't they do the work? Well, who? This is for those who want freedom—freedom freedom from the uh, waiting to be chosen, freedom fr- from the uh, freedom from the need to have everybody's approval in order for you to feel good about yourself. Freedom so that the voice and the vision on the inside becomes louder and more profound than opinions on the outside. This is the holy grail of human existence—is this sense of power. In your beingness, sense of freedom in your, uh, you know, in in your ability to connect with people, in your need for approval, freedom from the need for external approval of validation, and this feeling of self-expression. This, I have this feeling in my heart. That's something that I want to share with you. It's scary to tell you the truth because the truth is very triggering and I'm risking telling you something that's going to have you withdraw your love from me, so I'm going to hide the truth. That's a blockage of self-expression. When you really learn how to heal those, those, those attachment wounds, you then get that power back. You get that freedom back. You get that self-expression. And when you're there, you now can create a secure... You become... be created you see the little flip there instead of going out and seeking a relationship that's going to give me security oh my god I need to find security out there because I'm lacking it in here so much what I can do now is go oh okay well you know what instead of looking for security out there and and secure attachment why don't I become secure inside here How? Well, there's a five-year-old inside who feels abandoned from dad. I got to rescue him. Well, then there's also a two-year-old whose mother left for about three months and he didn't know if, you know, I got to go and rescue him too. And there's a 15-year-old who was bullied because of the color of his skin. I got to go look after him too. All All of those parts of me that are roaming around, that are waiting to... Uh, that are are basically at war with one another beating me up causing this feeling of non deserving in my body can sometimes often is the real culprit why I don't have a secure attachment let me say that again which leads me into this sign that you're pushing love away this non-deserving feeling, I'm undeserving of love feeling from that little two-month, two-year-old part of me or that five-year-old part of me or that 12, 12 year old 13-year-old who was bullied, all of those parts of me, the undeservingness, the insignificance, the not good enoughness of all of those parts combined have this horrible feeling in my body and it sits there and that basically runs the show when i get into relationships and so i start to choose partners that resonate that don't trigger that that are in alignment with that undeservingness so sign number six is you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is See you at the next perfect time. The sign that you're pushing love away is a, is a sense of undeservingness. So I'm going to do a little exercise on you right now. I did this in my masterclass training and it, one of the, one of the people who did this all of a sudden, you know, fell into tears when they did this exercise. And I asked her why I said, you know, why, why is that? And she said, it's unbelievable. All the therapy that I've done, it didn't address this this is the thing it never addressed and you just nailed it so what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to encourage you to um, i'm going to get you to do this for a moment i want you to close your eyes and just go with me here okay close your eyes and actually do this exercise so i want you to close your eyes and imagine yourself in a secure relationship okay closing your eyes and imagine yourself Good evening, Dania. Close your eyes and imagine yourself in in your ideal secure relationship, kind of like embracing maybe on a whatever holiday or something that you actually have the relationship that you think that you wanted, that you want. Close your eyes and imagine embracing that person. Take a moment, do it. Now, as you're doing it, get into your body and notice what resistance starts to show up when you feel it go ahead and write in the comment section if you it when you do this what feeling of resistance where does it show up where does your body tense up where does your body hold kind of like one person said I felt like I'm holding my breath I felt like, ah, and so what I want you to do is go deeper with that feeling, go deeper. What are you making that mean? You have this secure relationship, you're hugging this person, and all of a sudden, there's a feeling of resistance that shows up. What do you think that means? I'm going to encourage you to ask this question. What what am I? What is coming up in my body? What's really happening? What's the interpretation of that relationship? Oh, relationship is there. What? Why is there so much resistance? So when I ask this question, I get two answers. The first one, when they tell the truth, and the truth is what the body says. This is how you can tell if the the, the physical, the body is telling the truth. That's why i become kind of like, you can read people, is by, you know, you just, their body language, you can tell, right? So I asked that question, and guess what came up? Frozen chest, Leslie. Exactly. Okay, frozen chest. Okay, what does a frozen chest mean? Think about that. It's like I'm guarding my heart. Frozen chest. If you felt your body tense up, there's like a I'm not letting you in. In other words, I've been so wounded that I am I'm protecting myself from more hurt. So what does that mean? Keep going deeper with that when you really look in I notice two things number one it's either there's no way that a secure relationship is even remotely possible I'm hopeless okay it's not even possible for me in other words it's not possible and number two if you can be really honest fear fear of what of course it's fear what's the fear what's the fear it's not the fear of love it's the fear of having it being taken away so you don't there's a frozen chest that you wrote there is because you don't want to let it in because you don't want to let love in and then have it taken away from you in other words already you have started off with the belief that's deeply embedded in your body that he will leave why would he leave keep going why would he leave why are you thinking that he would already leave before you even why would you why would you even think that go even deeper and if you go even deeper the answer you'll see is because I deep down I don't feel I deserve it (sighs) what will they want from me okay so you say what would they want from me in other words there's no way that i could be lovable exactly as i am sue i in and of in and of myself am not worthy of love he's going to want something i have to perform for it okay does that that i'm not good enough that i'm not good enough that i don't deserve it now this exercise chest fear deception exactly this exercise unconsciously is a demonstration of how we, if they know me, they will leave. Exactly, Sue. Because I, who I am, am not worthy of love. This is a very powerful self-reflection. Because if you want to have a secure relationship, we must first start with where we're at. We must first get very, very honest with where we are at with ourselves and our physical body will tell us everything if we just have the courage to just pause and listen and listen to the hurt underneath there basically in that exercise there's an embodied sense that I don't deserve love that it will be taken from me it'll be abandoned he'll find somebody new melody says fear that I will say or do something that pushed them away in other words all of what you guys are sharing equates to I'm actually not worthy of love now when you and and guess where that comes from guess where that comes from it comes from maybe not one but if you keep going back go back to the first part of your life the first time you can remember where you didn't deserve it where you didn't feel like you deserve I'm not deserving I'm not worthy I'm not good enough and you'll notice these are coming from your primary attachment wounds now check this out if that issue that's in your body I want you to look at that as kind of like an embodied knowing that you're not deserving of love if that's there any relationship that you find whether you're with this guy the the person or, or woman that you're with currently no relationship will ever take that feeling away even if they promise the moon and the stars, you will find a way to repeat that very familiar sensation that basically follows you around in any no matter what relationship that you're in. And this gets triggered through events, through conflict, through through shitstorms, which have you going, ah, see, there's confirmation that this feeling that's been in my body for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, however long, that has me feeling that I'm not worthy and deserving of love, that is now at cause for creating environments which then have you seeing, oh, there, I'm not deserving. You repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. Now, whenever I say this, people get so triggered and saying, are you blaming the victim? Why Why about him? What about him? I'm like, I, I totally get it. He is also living with his own emotional wounds that are pretty much aligned with yours. And when he's in a relationship with you, he himself, or your partner, he or she are now finding themselves stuck in as similar patterns repeated from their childhood. You might remind them of their mother. They might remind you of dad. And it's like, oh my gosh, I married my mother or I married my father. And there is a absolute order to this chaos. In fact, it's predictable and it's not your fault and you had no choice in the matter but this is what unconsciously drives our relationship choices finding us repeating these patterns when we don't get to that root cause We then still have this, I don't deserve, lodged in our bodies. It's not a cognitive process. You could go every week to a therapist and tell them the same story. But what I've discovered with the work that we do, which is more somatic-based, is that most people use therapists to tell their stories so that they can avoid that feeling but the only way to your freedom is to stop the story and dive into that feeling and to heal with that younger part of you that this conflict is really about. It's not about your current relationship. Your current relationship is an effigy, is a word that Russell Kennedy taught me. It's kind of like a, 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 like a mirage, like a ghost of Christmas past if I can use a Charles Dickens uh, analogy as well. This is an effigy of a ghost of Christmas past. That's what you're confronted by. And you're confronted by it is because your younger self is trying to complete what was incomplete as a child. Does this make sense? Let me know if any of this is landing for you. If you just jumped on, make sure you rewind and go back. If you're um, watching on YouTube on replay, Definitely subscribe to this channel if you want to be consistently, every week, one or two new trainings that help you take full responsibility to emotionally regulate, connect to a cause and a purpose greater than yourself, uh, heal your relationships so, from your past so that you can actually set a foundation and not carry so much baggage into your next one. And the most important thing that we all want is deeper intimacy these are the things that are promised when you make healing your own attachment wounds rather than going to counseling couples counseling pointing fingers trying to get them to understand you really making a point of understanding yourself okay really making your priority to understand yourself and how you got there and heal those attachment wounds when you do all of a sudden that i don't deserve feeling starts to vanish from your body the one that i just did if you jumped on i did an exercise earlier uh where i had everybody kind of go into their bodies make sure you you watch that i'm going to keep this to under a half an hour to make sure that you know you um uh, that more people have access i'm going to try and make them a little bit more direct um and when you do, all of a sudden, that feeling of deserving starts to emanate from your body. So when you go on a date or when you're showing up in your relationship, you're not walking around like a little, like a, like, like unworthy. You know, you, you, it, you can see it in your walk. You can see it in the way that you talk. You can see it in your energy. You can't fake it. You can see it in eye contact. It can be felt. A deep sense of self that we lose because of our childhood woundings. This is, which didn't start with you, we're talking cycles of intergenerational trauma. And This conversation in this community is only about how to heal that. We go into identifying the trigger, going back and finding where the, the core wound is and learning through mind-body emotional physical cognitive somatic tools going and resourcing the younger parts of us that we fractured from because we wanted to please other people and we wanted to get validated and that starts showing up with our inauthenticities in our relationships so denise i'm glad that it's making sense so essentially how do you how do you change this well uh i have a link here that i'm going to drop in and we have our breathwork and badassery for those of you who are actually uh, we've already had a, a bunch of people sign up it is the starting point people say where should i begin i say just show up at breathwork and badassery where i teach you how to get into your body getting out of your mind getting out of ego mind getting into your body is a practice i practice regularly it allows me to be in my heart it allows me to tell the truth, speak my truth, it allows me to be in a state of flow um, and at the end of the day the goal here is to love what you do, uh, love who you're doing it with and love where you're doing it. And when we are stuck with these unresolved traumas we dissociate from ourselves dissociate from that inner voice that allows us to uh, speak our truth and create from a place of authenticity that's where your genius is we totally lose access to that genius when we have unresolved wounds we totally cause relationships to break down with those unresolved wounds we totally are unable to regulate our emotions we get triggered we get super duper angry or we shut down and act like wounded children or pissed off adolescents we have zero understanding for one another our health starts to to crumble because of these unhealed wounds and when you make it a priority and you uh pay attention and start the the art of self-observation, self-awareness, self-understanding, at becoming emotionally bulletproof and learning those skills, your relationships change. You're able to look in a mirror and say I love you and everything starts to change. So I have a link that I just dropped that is for the Breathwork and Badassery coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm super stoked for those of you coming for the very first time. It is an experience I can't really explain it in any other way except to say it is a life-changing experience where you're learning a very ancient art which helps you regulate your own nervous system so that you can show up for your kids your husband your 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 wife your family your work your team in a regulated manner and um, these are skills that you can actually teach to your own children. All of our clients say the same thing, that they're becoming better parents as a result of learning how to self-regulate their nervous system. Essentially becoming emotionally mature, a skill that you never learned from your parents because they didn't have it access to them, a skill that is required if we want to create some sort of Uh, security and safety in our lives. We have to be able to create it from within. And this is what this conversation is about. Let me know what resonated for you. And if you haven't yet seen my trigger proof training, it's a 90 minute training, send me a DM with your story and I will send you the link with a promo code for my 90 minute masterclass, my 90 minute virtual workshop. If you haven't seen it yet, please ask. If you're part of this community, you you are free to watch it. Um, Because I want, why am I doing this? Well, because I stand for healed families. I was able to take on the work and heal with my family dynamics. And now I have a family of my own. And that was impossible for me until I took on this work. I was an insecure avoidant, avoiding relationships consistently, just using relationships to get my needs met but not really having a feeling of nourishment from them always finding myself in needy patterns they were needy and i just would push away until i finally healed those attachment wounds and lo and behold i could create a safe container for any healthy secure relationship to thrive and i just want to teach others to do the same because it didn't start with you but it can stop with you see you at the next perfect time